Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success radio talk show. I want to give a big shout out to my local, national, and international listeners, and I'm so glad that you've tuned into the show today. But, you know, first of all, I just want to ask all of you to be in prayer for all of the people who have been displaced, evacuated, who've lost their homes in the fires in California. We are here broadcasting from California, and it has been such a tragedy and a travesty for those who have lost their homes, those uh, and the first responders who are giving their lives to save so many people. So please keep them in your prayers. Well, I have in my studio today Miss Deborah Horn, who is the only African-American woman in the United States who has 100% sole ownership of a welding school. Yes, welding school. So I want you to stay tuned to hear her transformational journey from being a college dropout to where she is today. How did she achieve such an accomplishment with no money down and moreover, no experience in welding? So I want you to stay tuned to find out with my guest today, Miss Deborah Horn. Now, as a reminder, Transformation for Success Radio Talk Show is on the Empowerment Channel, Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and now on the Business Channel on Saturdays at 12 noon. And so if you have a question today of my guest or comments, I welcome you to call in at 1-888-346-9141, or you can text me at 714-794-9747. And you know what? You can even email me at info at transformationforsuccess.com. Another little note I want to remind you guys is that, and ladies, I'm also on the Voice America television platform with my TV channel, Transformation Success TV. So you can now access my, my all of my uh, TV shows via voiceamericatv.com. Now, I want to share a bit about my guest today before I bring her in the studio, Miss Deborah Horn. First of all, she's been a speaker trainer for well over 20 years. Her first business was creating, interestingly enough, personalized business cards. She's a graduate of Bradley University and a graduate of the Joseph Business School in Forest Park, Illinois, and a graduate of the Goldman Sachs 10 thousand small business initiative and she's the owner again of the illinois welding school and i reiterate the only african-american female in the united states who has 100 percent ownership in this welding school so let me welcome in the studio today my guest miss deborah horn hello deborah <laughs> hello hello dr young how are you doing today I am great. I'm so excited that we finally caught you on the show. I mean, you know, after all, you're on prices, right? I mean, you're <laughs> you're traveling, you're moving. <laughs> so we just I know I made my want, big debut. <laughs> so we just want to welcome you uh, to the show today, and thank you so much. And so, listeners, you know, this woman has had an amazing, remarkable journey and some amazing experiences. So I'm just delighted to have her share. 
because uh, when I learned about you, Deborah, that you had this welding school and how you acquired it, of course, my antenna was up. I got to have her on the show. I got to have her on the show. So tell me how this all began for you. Well, you know, the, the, with the school and everything, it was in the March of uh, 2008, and uh, I was doing my second business at that time, which was professional speaking, and I had uh, a client who was the Illinois Welding School. I went in and did uh, job preparedness classes for them, and when I went in, I talked to the manager, and she was like, oh, my God, do you know that the owner is thinking about selling? Well, I had, uh, at that time, been a Christian for 20 years, and I always believed that when you are a Christian and you you, um, you know, you, you, you seek in the Lord Jesus, there's always opportunities around you. And so I started praying. I was like, okay, Lord, is this something that you're opening up for me, or what are we doing here? And uh, from there, I got my scriptures, got the Bible, and uh, Isaiah 54, and I went with that. And then over the course of the next six months, the owner and his wife and myself, we talked, we got back and forth, and uh, actually, he, they transferred the uh, school to me at that time. <laughs> that is remarkable. Uh, but let me go back uh, to before you gave your life to Christ in 1988. What happened? I know you were raised by your grandparents, so tell a little bit about your, your transformational journey, and then, you know, uh, what about this college dropout business? So were you the only child? Raised by your grandparents? Yes, I was. I was an only child from my mother and father's marriage, uh, and then my grandparents actually raised me. And um, I, they, you know, my mom was around. Uh, my father was in uh, out of town, but um, he came around every so often and everything. But I really was in the home with my grandparents, and mm-hmm. my mom got me in school at Illinois State University, and um, I went there. I, I don't know, Dr. Young. I guess I didn't quite get the memo because my major was partying and um, <laughs> the after that was my minor. And I don't know why the school didn't feel as though I was, you know, that wasn't on their curriculum. So they sent me home. I, I have no idea why they sent me home. But when I got home, I did get it. Then, then I got the memo. I needed a job. I needed some money. I needed some place to stay. So what I did is I started going to school at night. But it would have been mm-hmm. so nice to have been able to stay in the, on the dorm, you know, with them figures fixing the meals for you and going to class, I, I didn't get that part. But um, I did get it after I got to home and realized what I needed. So, but, but you it, know, it it's interesting. It was a good experience. Um, I say this to you. Don't feel bad because you weren't the only one that went to school and thought it was about partying and having a good time. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of us like that. <laughs> I think I was one of those that might have fallen into that category. <laughs> but the, the thing I think when we look back in retrospect, that you would not have appreciated possibly what you gained had you not gone through that experience of the partying and then being sent home and then one day realizing, I need to get my education. So, you know, so I, I just want to applaud you because maybe there are many who were discouraged and never went back, you know, to college. So yeah. I'm really, really happy that you did that. Now, you you had a daughter, and what happened with that? You had a daughter by the time of age twenty nine. You you had a daughter, yes, and you uh, weren't. Uh huh. Yeah, when I came back from college, I went and thank God my grandparents did allow me to stay with them. But um, I did meet a young man, and 
unfortunately, I did get pregnant. I uh, didn't want to marry him, <laughs> which probably was a good thing for me at that time, mm-hmm. bad for as far as a family is concerned. But, um, yeah, I had my daughter. She really settled me down because I wanted to be a good mother for her and wanted to be a role model for her. And um, she was my, my only child here on the earth, and um, I had to go back to school. I had to get a, a job and an apartment and started trying to figure things out. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I did, but it was, it was hard. <laughs> uh, you, know, so. I, and, you know, when I look at your, you know, because I do know a little bit about your background, is that, I mean, you definitely were earmarked for success, and God had a purpose for you in your life. I mean, because you've accomplished so much. So what happened, uh, you know, that I want to ask you this you know, when you had your first job, and I know that you started to work for a governmental agency, uh, and then what mm-hmm. ha- And then you got promoted. Uh, what was going on during that time in your life? Well, you know, just so we kept, so we got everybody, you know, understanding, and they can receive some encouragement in this. Mm-hmm. What ha- mm-hmm. happened was after I, you know, I had my daughter, I had dropped out of school, I was still was partying, and and I was just, I was rebel, I was just. <laughs> doing all kind of things. I had an apartment and it actually caught on fire. And um, oh dear. And it was just, uh, oh yeah, it was bad. I had a job and I lost that job because of the fire. And I had to have my daughter stay with my um, grandparents. So I lost my apartment. And um, I just had various things happen. So it was that weekend um, after the fire and, and um, the landlord was very upset. She uh you know, was upset saying we didn't, I didn't pay the rent. And it was just, it was just horrible. It was just horrible. Uh So I actually went to church and, um, when the minister uh, gave the offering to uh, give your life to Christ, I ran up there. And just to be honest, Dr. Young, that's when my life changed, when I mm-hmm. really finally mm-hmm. realized that I needed a Savior, that I, I needed the Lord Jesus to be in my life and to um, show me what to do. And he just loved me into submission. Um, I, things started changing. I um, uh, didn't have to worry about the bill that was with that. The insurance covered it for that hotel that I was staying at. And, mm-hmm. Um, my daughter and I got reunited as far as us having our own place again, and things just started changing. And that's when I got a job, another job, and mm-hmm. got promoted. And, you know, we had an opportunity, a colleague and me, to be able to um, work with 300 welfare-to-work recipients. And we changed about 300 of them from getting off of work, work, uh, welfare onto working. And that was awesome. And, oh, that you know, is but awesome. Always yeah, isn't that awesome? awesome. But I would always see, like, I would look at how people were doing things, and I was like, you know, they could be doing this differently. You know, I think that's a mindset of an entrepreneur. You can kind of see how a thing could be done a little bit differently. But mm-hmm. it was so rewarding to be able to see their lives change. And we were talking third, fourth, and fifth generation welfare recipients. And oh, to see wow. them even. Yeah, I even had one girl even tell me, you know, she's, well, I don't even see the purpose of a job. You know, I'm, I'm getting welfare, so what's the deal? You know, so we really transformed their minds to, to the point to where we see them. I see a couple of them when I still lived in Peoria, Illinois at that time. And they would be like, Miss Blanton, because that was before I was married. And they'd be like, I'm still working. I'm still working. <laughs> you know? Well, that and is that marvelous. Just, you know, one of the things, too, that, that, I, that I'm intrigued about is that uh, you sort of followed a path that I kind of followed in terms of psychology and sociology. 
Now, I'm going to ask you this question because you now you're a Christian, right? And you go into psychology or you're, you're specializing in psychology and sociology and international studies. Now, all of that doesn't seem to tie in to business and becoming an entrepreneur. But how do you see that all related to where you are today? Well, actually, the um, <laughs> I had changed my major so much. Uh, I went from nursing, I went from international <laughs> studies, I did psychology, I did sociology. Really, what they were able to do is to bring it all together to enable me to get a degree. And so, I mean, okay. and that was to me just a blessing of God, too. So I didn't have to retake all the, the gen eds and, and everything. They were able at that time to create me a, a degree. And I uh, give God the glory for that, too, because that was a miracle. <laughs> but um, I uh, started out with nursing. and uh, But, you know, it's funny, though, Dr. Young. My mom told me when I was at Illinois State University, she said major in business. And I was like, oh, no, I don't think I want to do that. And here I am owning a business. And now I wish that's I had, right. of course, followed what mom had said. <laughs> but, but, you know, but yeah, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I was intrigued because the psychology, the sociology, uh, all of this, because you're looking at the study of human behavior and then you start a sociology and you're looking at organizational structure in businesses and the culture of organizations. And that's why I was intrigued. It's so to see if you saw a pattern which sort of led you to where you are now, even though you didn't take business courses, but you learned something that I think business leaders today need to know, right? About human behavior and about culture in organization, organizational culture and human behavior. Because it's not people, people run organization. Organizations don't run people. It's the people that run it. So that gets me into uh, how you got into that business of welding but you weren't a welder. That's intriguing to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it is intriguing to everybody. It's really intriguing to me because I didn't even like school. So to own a school and not like it years ago is funny <laughs> in itself. But you know what, Dr. Young, just to keep it very um, real and very sincere with you and with your audience, I have a heart for people, and that's, that's where it started. And I didn't before I gave my life to Christ, but I do now. And what I have found with our staff, with our students, the reason that we have such good stats at our school, our, our um, employment rate is like 92% on an average of the three courses that we have, and we have a good passing rate on people who take certifications. We're like at 94%. And these are very good stats, and we're very pleased with them. But what we always talk about with our, our staff is the care of the students, and then my husband and I, and, and we care for our staff. And it's mm-hmm. about treating people the way you want to be treated. Um, you know, and, and we find that as long as we put our students in, you know, as what we're looking at, what we're doing, how we want them to change, then it just works out. It just falls into place, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it goes across the board with everything, how you treat somebody. Um, some of our younger generation, they're going through some things, you know, trying to understand mm-hmm. who they are. And then, you know, earlier in, 
days like, you know, in what they call old school or years ago, you know, you wouldn't even speak back to your mom. You wouldn't even dare oh, raise yes, your voice right. to your parents. But now you're seeing on school where, uh, on TV rather, where people are just saying what they want to say. They're hitting their moms. They're cussing them out and everything. And so it's very different. At our school, we don't do all that cussing and we don't have that disrespect uh-huh, uh-huh. because it's an environment uh-huh. of learning. And we, we, you know, we practice what we, what we're, what we're preaching to the students. And I granted, we're, we're not preaching like the word of God, but we're allowing our lives to show Absolutely. that we're Christians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because we want them to come, you know, so that they can see the true, what I call true pure blood, people who really are uh-huh. in this, not just for a position or for recognition, but really do love the Lord Jesus. And those are called true pure blood. So we know the church has had some problems. So, you know, I, I make that distinction with that in mind. But uh-huh. that's what they see. They see us who we say what we we say what we mean and we mean what we say. We have right. our attendance policy, and yes, you must adhere to it. You know, we don't do a lot of cussing. You know, we, we don't, um, you know do anything against women or against men or anything. You know, we want it to mm-hmm. be an environment where you can learn. Because um, even as a child, in my own personal experience, I was bullied when I was, uh, like, in third grade. You know, I had this long hair, two long uh, ponytails, and, and I had rather good-sized lips, and somebody called me big lips, you know. But the funny thing is, today, Dr. Young, they're paying now to have lips like I had at that time. <laughs> I said, boy, life is really awesome, isn't it? But no, the you fact just have is to live long brilliant. enough to see transition and things change. Yeah. <laughs> so that is very yeah. interesting. You know, I want to um, go back just a bit, uh, because I know before the welding school, there were some things that led up to your success. Number one, uh, we're going to talk about that when we come back from break. Your second business, which was called Divinity Consulting, where you were able to do professional speaking. So we're gonna, I'd like to talk a little bit about that and what happened uh, with that venture and are you still doing it? So listeners, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with my guest, Miss Deborah Horn today. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello and welcome back today to Transformation for Success, where I'm I'm interviewing my guest today, Deborah Horn, who is the first and only African, I shouldn't say first, she's the only African-American woman in the United States who has 100% sole ownership of a welding school. Yes, welding school. So we're talking about how she got into the business First of all, creating personalized business cards, and then later on, she goes on to become a consultant. I, this is really interesting, and a speaker. So, Deborah, we're back to learn about the Divinity Consulting Company. That was your second business. So, tell us how you got that started. Well, it's funny because I know that during break you were saying how we want to show how it is a, a building throughout the yes, years. And, and, it, and it definitely was. You know, it, it's funny. I actually started my first job as a, a co-op for Caterpillar, and I was doing shorthand and typing. And uh, that enabled me to at least when I came back from college with the wrong major, <laughs> being able to at least get a job. And uh-huh. in that, I also found that I enjoyed speaking. Matter of fact, even in, in um, I think it was grade school, I actually was on a speaking team, you know, so I uh-huh. knew that I enjoyed it, but just didn't really get to hone, hone in on it until I got older. So Divinity Consulting came about because I enjoy the fact that when I do speak, I see people transformed. And okay. so I, 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 I really um, surrender myself and to, you know, how the, the Lord would have me to say a thing. And with that, I'm able to, you know, speak on what people uh, need to hear for that day. Uh, when I was uh, doing con- uh, Divinity Consulting, I had become certified with uh, Fred Pryor Seminars, and that was something you go, you audition, and then you're allowed to become an independent contractor for them. And I was traveling across the country and staying in hotels and, and driving, mm-hmm. but I was teaching um, uh, basic and uh, advanced Excel, and I started doing other uh, um programs that they had other uh, workshops and and uh, with um, developing, you know, how to handle difficult employees and how to deal with criticism and different things like that. And I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. But the main thing, Dr. Young, was is whenever I spoke, whether it was to 10 people or to hundreds, um, I always wanted to make sure everybody received some kind of change. You know, when you remember the old R- RCA dog and they had that look like, <laughs> you know, like they yes. got it, that's what I would look for when I speak, and I am um, so thankful that I've seen that, and I've seen people's lives change, and it was really awesome because while, while I was doing it, the surveys were going back to Fred Pryor, and I guess they were good because then they wanted to start sending me to Canada, and I said, okay, well, mm-hmm. this is a good sign, so, but I enjoyed it so, but I also uh, took a Dale Carnegie class just to, you know, keep my skills up, uh-huh. and in that class, we were talking about completing projects we had started. And I had started the book called Job Search Made Simple. And it's a book about 
getting a job, you know, and the various things you go through with it. But with that, it allowed me to finish that project through the Dale Carnegie class. And also, I was still doing the training as a speaker and everything, but that's when I heard about the Illinois Welding School. So I've been a trainer for probably a couple years, and then mm-hmm. I got the, you know, the word that they were uh, looking to sell the school. So it just all, it, it did, it, it built it upon each other. You know, I've had people say, well, how do I know what I want to do? How do I know what I want to be? You know, almost look at where your life has gone. You know, had I not been a secretary and did shorthand, <laughs> I didn't really like it. I really liked my numbers better, but my grandmother put me in what she thought I needed. But mm-hmm. because of that, it allowed me to be able to write reports today, you know, and the speaking. It allowed me to get in front of people and know how to uh, interact with people as I'm talking with them. I can, you know, mm-hmm. I, I believe I have a gift of discernment where I can tell, you know, when people are getting what I'm saying and when they're not, you know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, I, and I care about that. that. That's part of my heart, you know. I think the fact that when we, you know, transform the 300-plus uh, welfare recipients into mm-hmm. actual working individuals, to see that that change and that joy, it, it touches your heart. And when it touches your heart, you get that. You you, you can't ever get enough of it. So, so I see even you know. I hope that kind of gives some in, you know information about even with well, the it does. It does. Because uh, as you were talking, I was you know I always take notes when I'm listening to my my um, guests, and what I wrote was that everything is a step-by-step process. Uh, There's not one step that can be eliminated or omitted because when you're in the hands of the great creator, he is taking you step-by-step, although you don't realize it. And one of the things remarkably about your journey is that you're able to chronicle it. I did this. You know, I assisted 300 young women to make that transition. I worked here and then I was promoted so you felt great your self-esteem has been built up same same time and then you're doing mm-hmm. you decided to utilize your speaking skills because you're going to need it you actually and the other thing is I wrote hard work so for those individuals who have been successful in transforming their lives it's work and it's hard work traveling back and forth whatever you have to do a lot of people night school work during the day Go to school at night. I worked during the day, went to school at night. I never knew what it was to be a full-time student, not work. But it's, it's uh, all that step-by-step. And then here you are making, getting this book. Now, you could probably live the book, Job Search Made Simple. <laughs> <laughs> and I find it interesting that here one of your clients, if it hadn't all, all of that came to fruition, but one of your clients was the Illinois Welding School. And you would have never known that they needed somebody or they were going to even sell it had you not known they became one of your clients. <laughs> so yeah, you see, isn't that something? But there's all, if, if listeners, if you can all out there, you know, I know many of you are listening, that there is such a divine plot, plan for your life. And so many of you are probably living it and maybe realizing it. And that's what this show is about. It's about transforming your life for success. It's a journey. Success is a journey, not a destination. So tell me, back to my my interview today, (laughs) is that (laughs) when when you uh, acquired this welding 
uh, school, which was, I mean, I'm sure that was phenomenal. Did you have um, newspaper coverage on that? You know, woman, female, you know, African-American woman acquires ownership of a welding school. <laughs> Did you have naysayers and people giving you problems about that? No, actually, um, it was pretty much the opposite. You know, I always say that um, when you are in a serving-type capacity, you don't have a lot of people say thank you. Um, It was so funny because I didn't know about acquiring a school. Yes, I had the the Divinity Consulting business, and before that I had the uh, personalized cards where I was taking people's name and putting them in scriptures out the Bible and and making the cards for them, and it was really starting to take off too. Um, But the thing is, is that, I um, had a desire to, 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 to do more, to do bigger and, and better mm-hmm. things. So what happened is I was a co-chair of a uh, program and uh, found out that the other chair <laughs> was actually a friend of the person who had actually owned the school. So I had two ways to get to this uh, man and his wife through the manager at the Illinois Welding School. Then I found out later that the co-chair of this organization I was with actually knew <laughs> the, uh, the previous owner. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was able to get their name and number and everything and give them a call. But the thing is, is that I had a young, I had a gentleman who was kind of guiding me through it because I needed a mentoring because it was a big project. I never had had a, a business that uh, much in revenues. And mm-hmm. um, he was guiding. I thought he was right there for me. And we got to uh, October 29th of 2008 and signed the paperwork and everything. And then, gosh, I think a week later, he was starting to tell me that, you know, he would give me so many dollars for uh, 51% of the business. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I didn't expect him to come at me like that. I didn't know that he was a uh, part of an angel group, like angel investors. And mm-hmm. I was taken back. I was kind of hurt by it because I thought he was seriously helping me, but it was in, in, uh, uh, helping a, himself. Know, another motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? It was so funny, um, Dr. Young, because I was like, okay. So I said, Lord, okay, so tell me. I got 100% ownership, and I don't know what's ahead. I could fail. I don't know. But I have 100%. But do I want to go ahead and, and only have 49% and a few dollars in the bank? And I said, well, you know what? I heard the Lord say, through the power of the Lord, the comfort of the Lord Jesus, all of them. It was like, no, 100% is better than 49 So I went and I told the guy, you know what? I don't know what lies ahead for me. I really don't. I don't know if I'm going to fail or I'm going to succeed at this. But one thing I know, I've got 100% now, and I'm going to say that. I'm going to keep that. And you know what he took them, looked at me and he said, well, you know, it's really good that you did that because we were going to be your boss anyway. Oh, I was my like, goodness. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe he said that? And then, so that was one incident. Then the same day that I signed all the paperwork and I went into the office because there was two locations at that time. And I was so excited. You know, I'm like, oh, my goodness, we're going to change the world. <laughs> we went, I went in there and the lady who was at the front desk, she was mad. <laughs> it was somewhat of a racist type of an area also. Not where we're at now, but the other location. And mm-hmm. she was mad. She almost like wanted to jump up and I thought she wanted to fight or something. I was like, okay, hold up. So I did. I fired her. You know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you definitely wow. can't work for me because you can't stand me. So, <laughs> but, that, I mean, that's exactly what it, you know, that's what happens. So, you know, you, 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 you get yourself into these things and you believe for them. But, but when you have a heart to change people's lives, 
You'll do what you want, because it didn't matter to me. I had come to understand the, the student population for the welders. Uh-huh. I had understood that they're not the Ivory League people. You know, they don't go to Ivory League, but we, we are dynamic in a, within ourselves. You know, we may come in with the, with the jackets, with the, you know, fringe on them, or maybe drive up in our motorcycles, or whatever the case might be. But the fact of the matter is, geniuses and smart people. So I had a heart for the for the student, you know. So I'm telling you, that first month, it was something. They had uh, some debt, you know, involved, and I uh, had a couple calls coming from the one location. I'd be there and get a call about this on the other location. I'd be at the other location get another call. So it was so funny. In March of 2009, Dr. Young, I was laying there, and I said, okay, Lord, this has been really fun. I kind of thought I had this all wrapped up in about six months, but it's looking like it's not going to happen like that. And I said, okay, you know what? Um, I'm out of here. <laughs> I, yeah, thank you for the experience. I love it. This is great, but I'm out of here. And then I heard the comforter say to me, okay, well, what about your staff? And I was like, hmm, my staff, you know what? I'm going to help them get jobs. I'm going to help them. I'll take them to the job site. I will do letters of recommendation, whatever. But I'm out of here. I cannot deal with all this. And then I heard the comforter say, what about your students? And that's when my heart was touched. Said, okay. okay. Okay, let me see that. One of the things, I'm going to go back um, because your story is so fascinating. And I think, you know, for people to really, I always talk about be guided by the spirit. And when I say that, I talk about we're spirit, soul, and body. The spirit is your intuition. And the reason why I'm going back to this, because so many people have made mistakes, and, and well, not mistakes, I call them choices. We have good choices, bad choices. And the choices sometimes that uh, we make determine the outcome. We know that, always. So the choice you made on that, four, I'm going back to the 49% versus 51%. Uh, and looking at that might have been very tempting because you couldn't see the other side of it because many times, you know, and I thought about Shark Tank. Sometimes, I don't know, all of a sudden I thought about Shark Tank. When people have to stand there, they've built their business and have to stand there and realize, do I want to give up this much percentage of my business? I have a valuation of it at this amount. Now, you know, am I going to give this where this person become in Shark Tank becomes my boss? So here you are, but you were led by what you felt in your spirit, the intuition not to do that, but to have the 100%. The next thing that you share is that you were thinking more, not about the money end of it, uh, but about the students that were having those preparedness, job preparedness classes on site. And so here you are thinking about them as opposed to other aspects of it for your personal gain. Am I right? Correct. Exactly. <laughs> the reason why I'm reframing this because I think it's important to showing the track record when we talk about transformation. We talk about how are you going to be transformed. There are more, more and more people who talk about how they have acquired what they've had. Oftentimes because they're tuning into what people may want to call their intuition, the spirit, God, the creator, whatever. But there is divine guidance that leads us and we must pay attention. And I'm so glad you're really talking about that and the power of prayer to pray before we just go into something. So over mm-hmm. the next few months, you hear that the owner is thinking about selling the school. And then um, what happens? You suggested to the owner that he transferred the school to you? You suggested it. 
<laughs> no, I suggested. No, you know, it was just so funny because I was like, okay, Lord, you know, not really understanding all that was involved with this, <laughs> but I... I, I I believe, like I said earlier, that there are always opportunities around you, and you just have to be sensitive to them. So when I did talk to the owner, I got a chance. I had my little questions. It took me three days to call him because I was so nervous and everything, but I did call him. And um, I said to him, I said, well, why don't you transfer the school to me? And he was like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to transfer. I've got some people in New York who are looking at it. And I said, okay, well, that sounds cool. I said, but what about if I give you a call in a couple weeks and see? how that went. And so, yes, in a couple weeks I called, but however, when I got off the phone with him that day, Dr. Young, I started praying, and I started standing on Matthew 18, 18. It says, whatever you bind on earth, will bind in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth, will be loose in heaven. So I bind those people in New York off of the school, and I loose the school into my hands, and um, I, you know, I had gotten my scripture and everything. I was standing on Isaiah 45, and it talks about how God will open up the doors, you know, the two eleven gates and everything, and he was talking talking to Cyrus, and I took that to be me and everything. So I had my word. I had what I was saying. And so when I called him in a couple weeks, he actually told me those people in New York were not interested anymore. I was like, oh, darn, <laughs> you know. And so one thing we started, you know, talking, and like I say, this gentleman who was kind of like my mentor was kind of helping. Mm-hmm. We finally met his um, his CPA, uh, the, who won, the owner's CPA, and started seeing how everything was, but yeah, I just, you know, I just started praying, and and actually, I really will, sometimes you do run into some things that you didn't anticipate, there was some difficulties with some friends of mine, and we kind of had a falling out and everything, that was very sad, devastating, but, you know, it was just so awesome, because this was really a new beginning in my life. It was allowed me to leave a place that I was living at that I didn't like. I moved into mm-hmm. a bigger city and got bigger opportunities. So when one door shuts, if you stay on the optimistic side, if you stay on the side of, 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 of the Lord Jesus, if you stay on that side, and if, if you're not as familiar with the Lord Jesus as you, you, you could be or maybe would like to be, but if you just can see the glasses half full as opposed to half empty. I think sometimes we can be so quick to just say, oh, woe is me. Oh, my goodness, this isn't going to well, work. That's not going to work. But I never said that. And well, um, I think that's a lot. Glad you didn't. So, Deborah, we're going to take a quick break right now, and we're going to okay. be back in a few minutes. And listeners, stay tuned as we're going to come back to see what happened next with Deborah Horn. <laughs> We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This 
This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to my interview today with my guest, Ms. Deborah Horn from Illinois, who's talking about her adventures, an incredible transformational journey where she acquires a welding school and not even know the first thing about welding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I think it's just marvelous. And I want to say something, too. Uh, you have some really uh, impressive stats about your school. You are credited. Uh, you were accredited in fall of 1970, uh, gosh, 1917, 2017, and uh, you have a 92% placement rate, and you made this all happen after convincing the owner and praying about it for him to give that welding school over to you, and he gave it to you, I understand, without you having to pay any money. How did that happen? Well, you know, it, that's exactly how it happened. And it's so funny, uh, Dr. Young, because on the day we were in the office with the lawyers and we were signing all the paperwork, they had to write on there, you know, that I had paid $10. So I'm going like, okay, well, I got the $10. Did you, who should I give this to? <laughs> and they were like, no, you didn't even got paid that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so that was just precious to me. But, yeah, and it was all by faith. You know, it's just. You, you know, the word says you speak the thing, it can come into existence, right. and that's exactly what that, happened. One of the things, listeners, too, I do know that in 2009, um, after she acquired this school without even having any money down and not knowing how to even weld, she saw revenues close to $1 million dollars. And that's laudable. So all you business entrepreneurs out there, I mean, it took a little while, but it really manifest itself into dollars, which she is helping other people with, and I know that. One of the things um, about your school, what are some of the different type of classes you teach? And and I'm intrigued about how important is welding in today's society. Maybe that's what we'll talk about first. How important is welding in in today's society? Well, Dr. Young, it is super important. I mean, anytime you have the State of the Union address and uh, President Trump even brings up a welder, I don't know if that's ever happened before, but we have a lot of older welders who have retired, and with them retiring, you have employers who are, like, really scrambling because they're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Who's going to fill these, um, who's going to be our welder? And Mm -hmm. so it is uh, awesome. They say that in gosh, and probably... The next 10 years, they're looking at, you know, a shortage of maybe 200,000 of welders. Um, it's, it is a skill, and it <laughs> does require um, you being meticulous and hanging in there with it, um, mm-hmm. because if it was easy, everybody would do it. But it's, it's, it's awesome, you know, and we never think about it. The chairs we're sitting in have been welded at some point. The, the cars we drove in, the, the buses we ride, the, you know, the trains, the airplanes, our home, you know, our plumbing, everything has got some part of welding in it. And we just do not realize how, how important it is. And it is just it's, it's, uh, very phenomenal. <coughs> Excuse me. And then as far as even with our classes and stuff, we offer three different programs. 
We have a uh, program 102, which is a structural program. Mm-hmm. And with that, Dr. Young, we're learning how, we're teaching them how to be able to um, weld uh, MIG and flux core and stick and, and beginner TIG. So when we think of MIG and flux core, we think of places like Caterpillar. Everybody's familiar with Caterpillar. But you have a lot of production and you're seeking to get the products out. You want a lot of quantity. However, when we think of uh, SMAW, which is shield of metal arc welding or stick welding, then you're thinking of construction. You know, when you see a, a big mm-hmm. skyscraper building going up, somewhere in there they've had to start it off with some welding. And then when oh, we're thinking wow. of like TIG, yeah, isn't that cool? And when we're thinking of TIG, we're thinking of more um, thinner metals or maybe car parts and mufflers mm-hmm. and different things like that. Yeah. So that's all done. Yeah, all of that's done on plate in our 102. And then our 103 program, our pipe welding specialist, is strictly for pipe. Right now we've got pipelines going, you know, um, Mm-hmm. from north to south in the United States and from east to west. And, you know, you've got your plumbers, your iron workers, and, and, and all kind of different. Uh, we've had electricians come, and when they go back to their union hall, they have in the welding skill allows them to even get more of the jobs, more opportunities mm-hmm. are opened up to them. But we have uh, some of our students come in, and they only want to learn pipe because they want to get in the unions, they want to get mm-hmm. on the pipelines, they want to make mm-hmm. as much money as they can. And then our, our third program is a combination. Combination uh, structural pipe welding, and it's a combination of all of it. So you can take that course and get everything. You're going to get all wow. of the structural, yes, all of that, and then in this one, you're also going to get the pipe and everything. And so it's really uh, awesome because the industry is so, it's just phenomenal. Yes, I didn't know how to weld, and I can't say that I'm the expert welder now. I have to give that credit to my husband who actually came in and took it from the ground up, and now he knows all of the intricacies. I do more of the administrative side. But as far as our industry is concerned, it is jobs out there. We've got employers calling. My husband actually took that employment piece and just ran with it. So that's That's where our stats are coming from. And, yeah, and then when you get employers find out, you know, that you've got the welders and that we Mm -hmm. can get them in and train them in what we need them to know, but they have the basics. They they are calling and I and we're loving it and you know and we're seeking to teach them work ethics and different things because we find too that that's part of my book job search made simple is mm-hmm. you know just the understanding of the attendance being on time you know some of our young people they might have missed that somewhere I don't know well um, it's not but, taught <coughs> it's not taught usually yeah. ethics mm-hmm. work ethics and. It, I, I want to back up just a few minutes, um, just a bit. Uh, when you talk about uh, welding and the classes, what? How many welding schools are there in the United States? I, I really didn't do research on on welding. How many welding schools there are? Well, you know, I, I haven't. I couldn't tell you the exact number. Either. <laughs> I'm just okay, so busy well, working I'm gonna have on to Google ours, that really. because I want to know uh, the welding schools. Where are they? And then are. <clears throat> Is this uh, something that should be promoted for young people who want to go into this? And then what is the average salary for a pipe welder? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely something for our young people. We have them come in because we can take them as young as 18. We've had them as old as 60, but the usual uh, majority of them are 18 to like 32. And what well, we've had people come in and they say they want to do what their grandfather did or their great uncle. Um, it's something when you like working with your hands. So if you find yourself liking to work with your hands and you like to create things and you like to develop a skill, then welding is definitely for you. Um, as far as the schools across the nation, I am familiar with Hobart. That's who our curriculum is built on. I went and visited the school. Very honorable school. Very, um, they've Hobart. been around. Hobart. Hobart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hobart. Hobart Institute. They've been around. They're located in Ohio. They were mm-hmm. around when the women were here at World War II welding and the men were fighting. So they've been around for many years. But, um, and there's some other schools. I know Tulsa, um, and uh, there's some underwater welding schools, I think, even out there in California. So, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just the thing is it's, 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 a, it's a, a challenging business from a business perspective. You have a mm-hmm. lot of overhead because we have to provide all of the steel and all of the rods and all of the equipment that's needed to do it. Whereas when you have a regular school, you just basically have a, a table, some chairs, mm-hmm. and it's a, your instructor who is really doing all of the talking and, you know, learning, uh, giving the materials and everything. But with this kind of business, it is different. You know, it is different. Cause, right, right. You know, when you have all that cost of steel and when the steel industry, you know, when prices went up on steel, of course, that affects everybody, you know. Yes, it does. So, so how many women, are, are there women involved in the classes that you teach? You know, it's so funny you asked that, Dr. Young, because when I started 10 years ago, um, it, it, we were just kind of, coming in. You know, it's so funny. I went into a meeting one time and the guys kind of looked at me like, okay, are you looking for the restroom or what? I'm like, no, I'm the owner. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, it's okay, we're going to talk. And, you know, and they, they got over it. But, you know, it's just funny. There wasn't a lot. Matter of fact, for couple years, I was the only woman in the whole place, you know, but now I'm so glad to say we've got some girls, you know, um, we had a, there was a competition here at one of the pipe fitting uh, unions and one of our girls actually got fourth place out of 80, which we were so excited about. We had another one of our uh, girls come through and she actually was downtown Chicago welding on a skyscraper and we had another one, she is working for a a towing place, a marine towing place, and she's out there on barges, and we've got another one working on barges and and the boilermakers. And, I mean, so our girls are really awesome. We've got got quite a few. Mm -hmm. The percentages are still not, you know, it's not 100% males, but it's not 50-50 either. It's probably more like, oh, gosh, 92% males, 8% females, mm-hmm. and I'm probably on the high end with that, but the girls are coming through, and the oh, men are good. starting to that's respect good. them. Yeah, it is. It is. They, they're uh, they're um, making, um, uh, they're, they're trailblazers. They're making their way, and I love it when they come through, but we are articulate, not to say men aren't, but when you're a woman welder, you just have that ability to be precise on what you're doing, and that's not to say the men aren't, but it's just, you know, we're, we're women. We're more articulate on details, so that is to our advantage in this industry. But our women are coming along, and they're doing this thing, and I am so proud of them. So, yes, it's an industry where... That's great. Who would have thought it, Deborah? (laughs) I mean, when you go back to this 18-year-old partying girl, you never thought that she'd be the owner of, sole owner of a welding school. Tell me... What would you tell women who have a dream and they're not going for it in our last few minutes of this show? 
I would say, don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. It doesn't matter how many times somebody tells you, no, don't give up. I don't know if this is to be a fact, but I believe someone told me that Tara Banks um, was told that she, you know, had a regular good-sized forehead, you know, so many times. But mm-hmm. she kept going, and she kept going. And now everybody pretty much knows Tyra Banks. And the reason why is because she didn't give up. And it didn't matter what her shortage was. It doesn't matter that I'm a female and that I'm an African-American. It didn't matter. My heart, and it still is, is for the students. Because I know how I went through things and how I didn't understand, and I still was trying to figure it all out, bumping my head when I was young and making all the wrong, you know, decisions. Mm-hmm. But I... But that's where my heart is. And you know what, Dr. Young, I find that if you don't chase the money, the money will chase you. You know, um, you know there's times when you, 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 if you, if you chase the money, the money will run from you. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's the truth. If you just do what you would do and not get paid for it, then you'll make good money on it. But the thing is, is being able to change lives. And that's what I tell our students. I said, you know what? I'm expecting you all to get out there and change the community. Make them make sure that these companies are using safety equipment and following OSHA rules and looking out for their employees. We've had two of our students within two months from becoming employed became supervisors. Yes, And the reason was because they went in there with the attitude. I want to congratulate you because I know... Uh, as of October 29th, you celebrated 10 years in business, and you are to be, and your husband, are to be applauded. So I just want to uh, tell people how they can purchase your book, because I think it's so important, that book, and read it, Job Search Made Simple. So how can they get the book, Deborah? real quick? You can go to Deborah Horn, D-E-B-R-A, H-O-R-N dot com, or you can go to our website for the school, and that's I-L-W-S dot E-D-U. I-L-W-S is acronyms for Illinois Welding School, so that's I-L-W-S dot, and then we are accredited, so that's E. D-U. And we'd love to have you do that. Also at DeborahHorn.com, you can put in if you ever, you know, would like to have me come and speak or anything like that. Um, we could work that out also. And, and uh, Dr. Young, I just want to thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity. I hope I've encouraged as many people as possible to <laughs> never, ever give up and do not let anything that seems like a shortcoming or different from the world to stop you from being where you're supposed to be. And I just want to say this to the ladies out there. Deborah and her husband are celebrating five years of marriage. So don't give up, ladies. You're on divine delay and you want the right partner. So, Deborah, I want to thank you for sharing (laughs) and caring because you've been such an inspiration to so many women and so many men. And I just want to thank you for appearing in the studio, sharing your experiences, and most important, your amazing spiritual lessons and how we can learn to live with God directing our paths. So I want to wish you many blessings, long life, good health, and continue that school to bless so many individuals. I want to close the show with a quote that I think is so appropriate. That know the real you is waiting somewhere deep inside For your heart to escape from the fear you always hide, remembering the reasons you continued on and tried. There's still time. There's still time. Time enough 
to shine. And that is from my good friend, John Teresi. So thank you. I want you guys to have a very blessed week. Again, keep your prayers for California, Northern California, Malibu area as well. And keep those cards and letters coming. And let me know how you love this show. And thank you. Be blessed and have a great week. This is Dr. B signing off until next week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.